Welcome to the Bet US Soccer Channel. I'm Flash. It's La Liga match day 37, meaning there's only two weeks left to survive. And when I say survive, you could be in 13th place. Valencia going all the way down to Valladolid, who are in 18th. Uh, it is a scary, scary time with only two points covering the seven sides. And they all seem to be uh, playing each other. So, listen, so, so exciting. At the top, well, obviously it's been done and dusted because one of my guests has been partying for the best part of six weeks. But first of all, we're America's favourite sports book. So I'd like you to subscribe and also ring the bell, which means we'll notify you and you'll never miss any of our action again. If you want to subscribe to BetUS TV, by the way, you're going to go over and maybe you're going to witness... Uh, history in the making because in the NBA conference finals we have uh, the Boston Celtics versus Miami Heat. Boston Celtics down 3 and 0, now 3-1. They win tonight it's 3 and 2 and no one has ever come from 3 and 0 before and made it to the uh, championship final. So uh, get over there and uh, enjoy it. Maybe you'll uh, witness a little bit of history. Uh, also if you like your odds and your props on the soccer then Type in betustv.com forward slash odds. And if you want a $50 free bet on us, then type in betustv.com forward slash 50. My two guests, well, one is here absolutely every week digging out referees, cards, um, and he just loves his stats, and that's Pavlos. And uh, the other one is Barcelona's entertainments manager, who has been so busy for the last six weeks since they wrapped up the type. Good to see you, Roman. Good to see you guys. Uh, always a pleasure to be back. Um, as you said, the title's been wrapped up for a while. Barca aren't really playing for much at the moment. Probably uh, hoping this finishes soon so they can go on holidays and enjoy a good deserved rest. But uh, there are still games to go, so there's still bets to pick. So here we come. Yeah, Roman, just be honest though. Has this been a really weak La Liga? <laughs> Well, I mean, um, I wouldn't say weak. Uh, it's true that. Inconsistent, then. Inconsistent. Yeah, possibly. I think Madrid have been disappointing, uh, to be honest. In La Liga, I think uh, they should have put up a fight. Even Atletico in Madrid, at the beginning of the season, uh, they had a really interesting squad, and, and I thought they would be also fighting up there. But uh, in the end, uh, both teams really haven't been up to par, up to standard, and uh, Barca made uh, good advantage of that and, and won the league quite comfortably. So we could say it hasn't been the toughest of leagues, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt, Pavlos, because I looked down and I've got Sevilla, Dicing with trouble two-thirds away through the season. Villarreal have only got their act together over the last six or seven weeks. Uh, Atletico started wrong. Madrid turned their uh, main thought process to the Champions League. That came up nothing. Sociedad, nothing. It's just been Barcelona, off you go. It's almost like they've let the horse go ahead in the race thinking we'll catch it and then not being able to. Well, Barcelona, they deserve, uh, they are the team that deserves the most uh, this title, uh, this season's title. They've been by far the most consistent. They, you know, you can't really say that they lacked out on certain situations. They've played good soccer on both ends of the pitch, good defense, of, uh, good offense, uh, good decisions. They didn't uh, fall apart at any point in the season because, you know, you see these teams, uh, they make some kind of... Um, like a, a bad streak, especially in the in the final stages of the season. But Barcelona, they kept their heads, the, their heads up. Um, yes, they're coming off back-to-back -back losses, but uh, those those are after you know they mathematically won the title. But uh, yeah, they they deserve it. Um, they deserve it. All the other teams, they've been as you guys said, uh, inconsistent. And um, 
Uh, Real Madrid could have made a final push there, but as you guys also said, yeah, I'm just echoing uh, your, your thoughts. Um, they were really caught up. Um, they were really invested in uh, capturing the um, the Champions League, and uh, that didn't really turn out too well for them. They were destroyed by Mayweather City in that second leg, and now uh, they're just planning ahead for next season. Where I should say they need to make changes. They need to make, and they are probably going to make some changes in that squad because it's an aging squad. Uh, some players and some positions have been understaffed for quite a while. So yeah, I think we're going to see some. Uh, you know, some uh, some things happening in Real Madrid over the summer. Uh, listen, never be worried about echoing my thoughts. They're good thoughts to be echoing. I promise I you, you are safe with my brain. Uh, the other thing is I've got to take you to task, though, because the most consistent side in La Liga was not Barcelona. It was actually Elche. They only won four <laughs> games out of 36. How bad do you want to be, LJ? But you've had a bit of fun along the way. Remember, we're going to have the records. We're going to have chat. We'll have a Q&A because we're going to cover six games. And then there yeah, may be something else that you want to uh, to ask us. Make sure you get yourselves in the chat. Thumbs up for the boys as well. Let's have a little look at the records. Uh, okay, yeah, listen. That's a lot better than it was. A lot better. I think we've made basically made like 14 or 15 units uh, since we stopped having Paco on the show. Uh, but now, uh, so me at nine, Pavlos at 3.23. It's been a very, very iffy old season. Um, and obviously, we had Paco back last week. And I think he, he did well as it goes. And then, uh, I don't know, how did um, how did Matt get on? Did Matt have a winning week? Do we know? I think it was a minus two. Was it? Do you want to say yeah, that a bit louder, pushes. Roman? Do you know what I mean? You meant to say, I don't know, when Still, he has a bad... <laughs> Plus two. Plus two. You'll never know. You've got to have had minus. We don't have... Listen, Roman's the only one who puts up pluses from the La Liga low-down team because then obviously that Paco will be back, by the way, week 38. Paco will be back. So it'll be Valencia minus six at half time. Listen, I jest and it's great having all the boys back. Such a wealth of knowledge that obviously makes up for Pavlos' echoing. OK, let's, uh, let's kick off with the first game, please. Atletico Madrid looking great in my eyes. Uh, minus 110 against the Sociedad side who limped over the line uh, midweek. Plus 285. Now, Sociedad are just ahead of Villarreal, but they need to pick up something. I'm not sure they do. The under or over is at two and a half, with the under two and a half being at plus 105. Pavlos, I'm not sure Sociedad score, you know, and yet they're plus 195 to be not scored two. Uh, I've got Atletico winning this to nil. Well, you know, it's a very interesting bet. Uh, when I saw it, I thought, what is Flash thinking? Uh, but then I looked at the stats and the stats confirm what you're about to bet. Because are, you echoing, are you echoing my stats now? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, um, you know, uh, I'm just putting more stats into your thoughts. Exactly. Because, you know, Real Sociedad, I, I, you know, it, at first, it was a strange bet. I, I'll tell you that. I, I can admit that. But uh, then I looked at whenever Real Sociedad lose, they lose to nil. Each of the last nine losses came to nil. And it's usually one nil or two to nil. They never get destroyed. Uh, they never concede um, three goals. Uh, they concede three goals in a 3-5 win to... Uh, I don't remember the team. Uh, but yeah, uh, in, their, in their last nine losses, they lost to nil. Now... Atletico Madrid's defense has been up and down all season. It started off um, just a little bit bad. They couldn't keep clean sheets. But lately, 
Uh, they've been proven uh, right there in the um, two-thirds of the season. Right, um, you know, as of late, they they conceded a couple of goals. Yes, uh, but you know, it's I like this bet. It's a very strange bet, I must admit. But uh, yeah, the the odds are nice, and it's uh, quite a big possibility. Um, of course, we have to say that Atletico Madrid aren't actually fighting for something, uh, just for the bragging rights of the second spot. While Real Sociedad, um, they're not, you know, entirely. Um, they haven't clinched actually the fourth spot that leads to the Champions League. They're five points ahead of Villarreal with two more matches to go. Mathematically, yes, they can drop down to the fifth spot. So um, I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe this is an under, uh, but uh, you know, I, I don't have a, an official play in this match. But it could very well be a match with very few, go- very few goals. Yeah, if you're a player in the dressing room, Roman, and you've got an opportunity to pick up the runners-up medal in, in, in the league over the course of 38 games, especially pushing back Real Madrid, you're going to take it. And they are going to be so hungry to topple uh, Real Madrid. And if they're going to topple Real Madrid, they can't afford anything but a win here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're, they're First of all, they're fighting for honour. As you said, uh, they have to... Finish over Real Madrid. I'm sure that's that's an objective in their minds uh, because uh, they always want to see their eternal rivals beneath them if possible. And more importantly, they're also actually fighting for a spot in the Spanish Super Cup because uh, I don't know if you guys know, but in the Spanish Super Cup there are four teams. Two come from the Copa del Rey, the winner and the finalist, and the other come comes from uh, La Liga, uh, the first and, and second. So I mean, in this case, we know that Real Madrid is already going through. Uh, because they've won the Copa del Rey. There will be Osasuna there, there will be Barca there, and that fourth spot will be either for Atletico de Madrid or for Real Sociedad if Atletico decide to lose the two following games. So in that sense, Real Sociedad are also uh, chasing something here because they have Is the good Is it a big thing then, the old Spanish Super Cup? Well, it's a big thing because it's money for the club and a club like Real Sociedad really won those seven, eight, nine million or however how much money it can provide them. So it's definitely something they're going to want to achieve aside, of course, of making it to the Champions League. And on the other hand, of course, they also have to uh, keep Villarreal uh, away from that last spot of the Champions League. Real Sociedad only need two more points to achieve that. So, I mean, a win against Atletico would be massive for them. But as you guys said, it wouldn't be, it won't be an easy game, in my opinion. I think Atletico, for me, are still the favourites despite... Uh, all the players they have uh, unavailable. And for me at the moment, uh, there's a, p- a key player here, which is Antoine Griezmann. He's in incredible form. Despite the draw the other day against Espanyol, I think he was fantastic. He really is going through uh, one of the best moments, uh, I could say, in his career, honestly, because, I mean, he's playing splendid football. So if Atletico want to win and have a chance at it, it has to be through Griezmann's boots, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, let's have a little look at the official picks because it's such a big game uh, for both sides because Atletico Madrid having bragging rights over Real Madrid is just massive. I've got Atletico win to nil at plus 250 because I watched Sociedad closely the other night and they got 1-0 up uh, and it, they stumbled to get 1-0 up really after just bang on half time. And then the second half, they were just so disjointed and lack of anything. So uh, Griezmann, anytime scorer at plus 175 as well. You could have Atletico win to nil and Griezmann to score. And that'll probably be around like plus 500, plus 600. Uh, I'm just having a little look. Atletico Madrid, by the way, let in free the other day. But Carrasco did score. And we said that we're like London buses. He scored last week. He scored against Espanyol. I wouldn't be surprised. If he does it again, let's move on to game number two. 
Uh, Barcelona uh, against Mallorca. Mallorca actually in action as we speak. They're 1-0 up against uh, Valencia, which is absolutely massive for Valencia. But Barcelona are minus 3.10. But Mallorca at plus 7.75. Mallorca at minus 1.40 to score, Roman. The draw is at plus 4.25. But this is all about whether Barcelona score free because if you don't think they're going to score free, the minus 150 under 2.5 is a parlay piece. Yeah, I mean, so far, uh, Barca have been disappointing the last couple of games. I honestly expected more of them uh, despite already winning the title. But there are or there were some records in play in terms of goals conceded until in terms of clean sheets. And I thought they would actually fight for those. But apparently uh, that hasn't really been much of a motivation for the players. Maybe the only motivation has been for Robert Lewandowski to keep scoring and, and fight for that uh, at, uh trophy he'll probably get at the end of the season. But this game, I feel it might be a bit different because, first of all, it's the last game of the season at the Camp Nou, but not just for this season, for the following season, because next season, Barca are going to be playing at the Stadio Luis Combined, which is also in Barcelona. Meanwhile, they are doing um, construction works to improve the, the current stadium. So it's going to be a long time until uh, the players, the fans return to the Camp Nou. And also, most importantly, it's going to be uh, Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets' last game uh, at the Camp Nou also because they're leaving the club as they have announced in, in recent weeks. Well, Jordi Alba was uh, just today, I think, or yesterday, I can't remember right now, and Busquets was a few weeks ago. So, I mean, it's going to be kind of a celebration. So I'm expecting Barca to be a bit more motivated to perform better and to actually get a, a decent result. And at the same time, I do think that Mallorca at the moment are doing well. They're playing for nothing. As you said, they're beating Valencia as we speak. They're getting their goals lately, and they've actually had uh, pretty Good, well, not good results, but they've got a, a goal at least in, in the last couple of games at the Camp Nou. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they also uh, get a get a goal themselves. So, hopefully, Barca will win it, but uh, we'll see what Mallorca are capable of doing. I mean, Barcelona on the road last week, I looked at the lineup and went, wow, that's one of the weakest and most immobile uh, midfields I've seen. I mean, it's okay when you've got the ball and you're on the front foot, but actually tracking or putting your foot in, Pavlos, they were wanting, but you was happy because, like, every week we get the opportunity to go for Valladolid at home. First half, they didn't, listen, 2-0, first 15 minutes, could have been 3 or 4. Yeah, yeah, you know, we we saw the trend in this Valladolid side very early on, and, um, you know, I've seen this just twice this season, and uh, one of them, one of the times is in Valladolid, and, one, and the other time is in Casa Pia, a team from Portugal. They they are the same, exact, almost similar to Valladolid. They have not many wins, very, very, you know, many draws, and just uh, I think they have one loss at home. Uh, slow starting matches. They don't concede uh, against Real Madrid. They don't concede against Barcelona. They just this Valladolid side. They grab everyone by the throat. Uh, in front of their own fans in first half. The second half is a totally different um, uh, situation. Uh, but yeah, I keep riding until the, the wheels fall off. There is one final uh, home match for for Valladolid. I'm going to bet on them again. Uh, but yeah, as far as this match goes, um, I think this is going to be, you know, Mallorca. I keep talking about that seventh spot, and uh, Bilbao are now sitting at 50 points, uh, and the final and the and the um, and the spot that leads to the, Euro the Europa Conference League. Now, um, they uh, recently they've struggled, and that has given the teams below them um, chances and hopes that they can make it to the seventh spot and steal that Europa Conference League ticket. Now, uh, B uh, Bilbao they play later tonight. If they win. 
uh, I think it's only Girona or Sevilla who are actually contesting mathematically that seventh spot. And um, I'm saying that because Mallorca, uh, they're sitting at 47, uh, 47 points. So, uh, you know, uh, Osasuna have 47 and they play against Bilbao. So it's a very, uh, a draw could keep them. If Osasuna and Bilbao have a draw tonight, uh, Mallorca will have viable chances for that uh, seventh spot. However, I don't see that. I don't see them winning. You know, uh, at Barcelona, usually when they come here, uh, when they come to this venue, they get destroyed. But uh, they score, as Roman said, they scored in each of the last two against the Barcelona. And historically, they're not afraid. Even in their heavy losses, they lose four to two, three to one. Uh, there is a couple of five-nil losses, but uh, it goes to show that they're not afraid of this venue. It's not like um, you know other uh, head-to-heads in this league where you see a very big difference uh, in how strong the home side is um, when compared to the visiting side. So, yes, uh, I do see Mallorca scoring here. This looks like it will have a lot of goals as it's going to be probably uh, like a fiesta uh, in the Camp Nou. So, yeah, this looks like goals, but um, this is one of the matches that didn't really impress me in terms of stats. So, I left it alone. Daffel Barcelona plus 120 to score three was the uh, the only one that I wanted to be with because remember in the futures I went for Barcelona to win the league but I also went with Lewandowski at plus 225 to be the mm. top scorer so I need them I just maybe a, it's four clear at the moment from, from Benzema so I, I just need him to just get over the line maybe with a couple in this game look at you smiling Roman because I actually got paid <laughs> out uh, Barcelona and both teams to score at plus 190 does bring in my free one as well which is exactly what I'm going to write now so um, Barcelona both teams score plus 190 that's another big price on the back of my plus 250 from the first game win to nil let's move on to game number three oh batting down the hatches but no quarter will be asked or given in this game because Atafi uh, minus 115 against Osasuna at plus 340. The draw is at plus 240. The over two and a half goals is plus 130, which basically that says the line should be at two, Pavlos. Plus 115 for Hatafe to score two. Osasuna, then minus 160 to score. This is like a one and a half one or one nil, something like that. Uh, in Greece, we call it half nil, half to nil. So uh, whoever scores the first goal is most likely going to park the bus. I keep using that uh, phrase because it's true. Uh, both these teams, yeah, they fit the profile of a team that is not really very good offensively. They not terrible defensively either. Um, they just sit back and wait for an opportunity. If they can score a goal, fine. If they can score a goal, they, then they go back and play defense. If they can't score a goal, uh, maybe, you know, it, a goalless draw is fine for them uh, in general. I mean, about the profile of these teams. Now, um, again, Osasuna are in a spot right now where if they beat Bilbao, they're going to have valid chances uh, for um, uh, for the seventh spot. Uh, Getafe right now are sitting very close to the, um, the relegation zone, 38 points. Um, you know, they're just above the relegation zone due to head-to-head matches. They've, they're above uh, Cadiz and Valladolid. So their last match, Getafe's last match, is at Valladolid. And we all know how strong Valladolid are at home, especially in first halves. Um, I believe that Getafe have a bigger motive here to win. Um I wouldn't be surprised by by a draw, to be honest. But uh, what would surprise me is goals. So um, I took a very different approach. You know, one of my uh, typical uh, in-game parlays where I pick a side or a draw 
and uh, some type of over or under something. So whenever you see Getafe and Osasuna, you just have to take the under. So, um, yeah, I think Getafe don't lose, and uh, we, we won't see three or more goals here. So what's it going to be, like a Getafe double chance and under three and a half or under two and a half or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's under two and a half, to be honest, but it was... I just took the under two and a half because it was at a, at a better price. I would feel safer with the under three and a half because uh, Osasuna, you know, after the the lost final in the Copa del Rey, they've been opening up. Um, yeah. all the, their matches are overs. Um, but yeah, I think Getafe are going to, you know, if they're going to score a goal, they're going to park the bus. Worst case scenario is a 1-1 draw. So I think it's like a 1-0 win, a 1-1 draw, something like that. Okay, well, Danny Lopez says he leans home side, but both teams to score, no. So if you really wanted to uh, cash cash in, you'd go probably with Hatafe win to nil, but the under two and a half does look like I don't think we see three goals here, Roman. No, I don't think so either. I think, as Pablo said, it's most likely going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, manager Bordalas is a specialist at this kind of one-nil result, you know, uh, getting a goal, defending hard, and, you know, I'm waiting until... The 90 minutes passed by, similar, similarly to what we saw against uh, Betis. And in fact, when I went for the money line with Getafe, it was a plus money. I guess that win against Betis has changed things a bit. And now I think they have better chances of, of grabbing the win at home against Osasuna. The only bad news, which is very bad news for them, is that uh, Enes Unal, their best player in attack this season, has practically scored uh, most chunk of the goal, most part of the goals. He got a really serious injury the other day and he's ruptured his cruciate ligament. So he's going to be out for quite a long time and he's going to miss, of course, these last two couple of games. But in a way, I don't think he is as important for Bordalas in the sense that he just needs one guy to be in the box to just put the ball past the net, whether it's a header, whether it's with a stomach, with, with his knee or whatever, you know. It's kind of a messy game with Bordalas. So, I mean, if they get that one goal, uh, that'll get the job done and I think uh, Getafe will have a pretty good chance of avoiding relegation and at the same time uh, I saw that for this game the referee is going to be uh, Mateo Laos one of his last games mm. if oh, of course okay. depending on if he uh, is uh, refereeing next uh, match day but uh, this could be definitely one of his last ones as he's going to retire from refereeing at in the pitch we'll see if he continues in the VAR etc but yeah I saw that a curious stat is that he hasn't given a single yellow card in the last two games which is pretty surprising taken to college Mateo Laza. I don't know if he wants to end his career in a more pacific way but uh, we'll see how it goes for him in one of his last games. Okay so really are we then thinking that because he hasn't really given a yellow that would affect the game or do we look at the Lahoz that we've seen throughout his career of basically brandishing yellows before he even starts the game. Pavlos are we looking at still maybe four and a half five yellows? Yeah, well, I have to look historically between these two sides, okay. and there was like 15 yellow cards in the previous in the reverse fixture, uh, two, four, six, seven yellow cards uh, last season in the first match, and two, four, six, uh, two, four, five. Uh, yeah, maybe. Don't yeah, worry, I'll I, get I mean, Danny on the case. I'll get Danny I, I, on the case. Yeah, and I'm we'll, not so we'll sure how on. Osasuna, how, how badly will Osasuna want this one? Because if Osasuna lose to Real, to uh, Bilbao today. I'm not so sure what kind of motivation they will have to finish the season. So uh, if Osasuna somehow get a result, maybe we'll see cards here. But uh, yeah, as you said, guys, I've seen a lot of referees who are generally considered as uh, card-friendly referees not giving out uh, cards even in matches where they should. So I don't know yeah, if it's yeah, a directive yeah. from uh, you know the the higher ups or whatever. But um, there's something going on with cards lately. 
And we saw that last week in the Sevilla Derby, there was just, what, two cards? One of them was a red. I mean, wh- wh- which Sevilla Derby? No, it was Derby five in the end. Cards? It was five. Yeah, it was five in the end. Okay. Yeah, but five still, in the end. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, but it was like four, anyway. there was a, I think it was four yellows and a red or something like that, or three yellows and a red, so it ended up being like five. Anyway, I've got my assistant who's uh, in the chat, Danny. Uh, he's going to go and uh, find me the card line for that, but the official picks of this uh, this game is Hatafe double chance and under two and a half, and minus 105. Uh, that's really strange because the under two and a half is at minus 150 on its own. Hatafe money line, minus one one. Five. Let's move on to another another game that's very strange because Verona are a plus one thirty. Suspension City are plus two fifteen, and I say suspension City because Real Betis they collect reds like they're going out of fashion. It's unbelievable that every single week, every single game, somebody gets sent off in, and I mean, they've got to be leading up to a fine because. It's been so consistent all year. The draw is at plus 240, and I thought that was probably the way to go, Roman, because I couldn't split these two sides because I don't know what I'm getting, and I don't even know if I'm going to get 11 men on the pitch for the visitors for more than two-thirds of the game. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, On one hand, we know that uh, Girona are a a scoring-friendly team, we could say, at home. They like to go forward, even away, I'd say. you know, They're a team that like to attack. They like to generate a lot of football, and Betis were known for that, whereas lately they haven't been as efficient in attack and neither in defense, as you mentioned. Uh, already 15 red cards this season. I saw that the record was back in the 90s with the Real Zaragoza. They got 17 uh, cards in a 20-team league. And so, I mean, there's, they still have the opportunity of uh, getting that the number of red cards if they keep going bonkers in the next couple of games or, or something like that. But I, I, think, I think that won't happen. But it's been very poor in that sense from Real Betis this season, constantly ruining some of our bets because of these... Uh, stupid red cards, but I guess that's part of football. And uh, as you said, tricky game. Hard to say who's going to win it, honestly. So I had to pass this one. Yeah, I'm not surprised you passed it, but it's on here for a reason. Uh, Pavlos, Hirona versus Batiste. How do you split this up? How, where do you find the angle? Because you can't go with the away side. Yeah, Betis have failed us too many times this season. As I, I'm going to keep on saying it. Uh, they're as consistent as Real Valladolid in first half at home. Uh, this Betis side in getting cards. Now, their defense, often, they, it gets, uh, I don't know, maybe the players, they don't, they're not focused. I don't know how to say it in, I actually can say it in many different uh, forms, but they're not focused. Their mind is not there. Uh, and we've seen that, especially on the road, uh, because I'm going to go for a first half bet, guys, here. Uh, Betis, on the road, they've considered multiple goals in the first half to even the unlikeliest of opponents. Uh, Osasuna scored uh, three first-half goals on them. Uh, Elche, Elche scored two first-half goals in them within uh, the, the first 10 minutes, uh, in which uh, Betis also had a yellow card. So they, they're all over the place. Uh, Espanyol scored the first-half goal against them. Almeria scored the first-half goal against them. Um, everybody, even in the cup, in a, in a team from the Tercera Division, they scored against them in the first half. And... Uh, Here's where I'm going with this. Um, Betis, in first halves on the road, they have five wins, five losses, and eight draws. Scored uh, nine goals and conceded 13. Minus four is a very bad... um, It's not a very bad goal difference, but compared to what Zirona do in first halves at home, Zirona are even more impressive, they are equally impressive as Fagadolid. They have five wins, 12 draws, just one loss. One loss in first halves at home all season. 
um, scored uh, 15 goals, conceded eight, a plus seven goal difference, and they played against the big ones, the you know everybody. So uh, yeah, I see Girona uh, scoring in the first half. Uh, you know, initially my initial thought was taking Girona uh, with some kind of spread in the first half, but um, I never really know what betters are gonna you know wake up and you know they may they might wake up and, and choose violence and they're gonna get a red card in the first half. So I think Girona. Being in the spe- in the in the spot that they are, um, actually fighting for for that seventh spot, I think they're gonna go inside in the first half, uh, as I like to say, with a knife in their mouths, like a pirate, like a buccaneer, and uh, they're gonna at least score once in the first half. Yeah, I mean, much worse teams than Girona, with literally nothing to play for, have scored against Betis. I think Girona score against Betis, and uh, I'm not changing my mind. Okay, so basically, we're just looking at team total over 0.5 yes. then. Yes, so we're not looking yes. at Hirona plus 0.5 for the first half. We're just looking at the team total being. So basically Hirona to score because, again, you wouldn't give him a double chance because Batiste could be... So if Batiste are leading at half-time 2-1, you're a winner. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, it's a, a bit of that. safety, yeah. yeah. Let's have a little look at that official pick because it's a bit more than safety because it's plus 110. So Hirona just to score in the first half at plus 110 against the side who pick up Reds and have a minus four goal difference in first half matches on the road. Let's move on to game number five because this is tasty. Okay, we've got Rayo Vallecano at home, plus 180 against Villarreal, minus, uh, plus 135. But Villarreal know that the only team that's stopping them from getting to Champions League is Real Sociedad. Sociedad are on the road to Atletico Madrid, so Villarreal have got to go and win and be professional. So for me, I'm looking straight away. Rayo Vallecano not to score because Villarreal didn't have to score two or three. Whereas the perfect result here is Rayo nil, Villarreal one. I'm going to come to you again here, uh, Roman, because Villarreal to score twice is plus 110. Just stop Rayo scoring. They will find a way. I think we see the old Villarreal here of not all be showboating, just be ruthlessly efficient yeah lately they have shown that version of themselves uh, you can tell they've recovered that moreno it's it's really a difference you know having a player of his talent in attack uh, really helps the team bolsters their their offensive possibilities and also to add to that nico jackson out of nowhere has come out with this unstoppable form where he's scoring goals assisting every single match and really pumping up his his value because don't forget they were trying to sell him back in the winter transfer window uh, because of an injury uh, didn't uh, take place in the end and now they'll probably be c- capable of asking for double that money uh, seeing how well he's playing so I mean with these two guys in this form and knowing that they're playing at the same time at Real Sociedad so uh, they won't uh, really be depending on if they've lost or won they have to go and get the three points uh, so in that sense, I think Villarreal are going to go all out and, and trying to get a win. Uh, Rayo Vallecano, on the other hand, after losing the other day to uh, Real Madrid, they no longer really have realistic options of making it to the Conference League or any other uh, European spot. So, I mean, uh, of course, they're going to try and win in front of the home fans and all that. But definitely for me, uh, Villarreal are the favourites, the stronger side, and they should be capable of, of winning this one. Yeah, and, it's, and it is basically win or your season is over, Villarreal. So, again, I've complicated because I'm greedy, but the plus 135, Pavlos, is more than good enough. Yes, uh, under different circumstances, if this match was played even one week ago, uh, let alone 
two months ago, I'd say you're crazy with this bet yeah, because, yeah. you know, Villarreal, they don't really keep clean sheets. I think they have uh, three clean sheets in the last 14 matches and just one, one in, in the, the last, last one. 11. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Rayo Vallecano, they keep on scoring left and right, home, away. Uh, but um, this is where you guys made a great point. Rayo Vallecano are going to be deflated after, uh, you know, uh, they, they were trying lately uh, to reach that, uh, you know, at least have some realistic chances for that seventh spot, but there isn't results. And to be honest, the one against Real Madrid was actually pretty promising. They, 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 they didn't get destroyed like they usually do at the... At this venue, Raul de Tomas scored against his former employer, back-to-back -back goals against his former employers. Uh, we should uh, just mention that. I think what hurt really, uh, what really hurt Radio Vallecano was the uh, 2-1 home loss to Espanyol. Uh, that really uh, just, um, you know, destroyed them. It took the, the rug out of their legs and uh, really fast. So, yeah, a deflated Radio Vallecano side. We are all with everything to play for because they're actively chasing um, the fourth spot, which is an upgrade from the Europa League ticket they have right now to a Champions League ticket, which is huge. So, yeah, I do see Villarreal winning. Uh, I don't know by how much. Uh, if I had to bet on something, maybe I'd take just a man line. Just a man line is a very good price. So, uh, yeah. That's where, you know. And the other one is that um, Villarreal know that Real Sociedad have got to go and basically they play against Atletico Madrid then they have to play against Sevilla. And and it's like, oh my, Sevilla are not going to give anyone anything other than the, they've got the bonus of them being involved. But the draw won't be good enough. And this is where I worked it out before, that if they get a defeat against Madrid, we're talking about Sociedad here, and then they draw against Sevilla because Sevilla are just going through the motions, Valencia have got a better goal difference. So Sevilla... Sorry, um, yeah, Sevilla hold the key. But uh, Villarreal, they need to have both wins and basically keep their goal difference uh, pumping up. So let's have a little look at the official picks. And by the way, look at this number. Villarreal wins to nil, plus 320. Won't put anyone off of Villarreal to win the game, though, plus 135. But I'm, I'm sure that this game is either 1-0 or 2-0. Okay, uh, and if Rayo go up one, you're going to get like maybe plus 210 on Villarreal anyway. Let's go to the last game. Plus, before we go to the last game, I would like to mention that uh, I think the first, and uh, Roman can um, can back me up on this one, or either confirm or deny. I think the main tiebreaker is head-to-head -head matches, which uh, Villarreal, they've beaten uh, Real Sociedad by 2 to by two to nil, and they lost 1-0. to nil. So, in the event of... Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, is they, that how it they, works, Roman? It don't work like it does in a normal world. Head to head. Head to head. You keep mentioning head to head, that head, head to head. What's the other one you keep mentioning? What's that other one you like at the moment? I'll, I'll come back to it because I will hear it again, Pavlos. Okay. But you do like your head to head, but you do like another one as well. And, uh, and I've just uh, forgot it. That's not that's unlike me. Let's go to Valencia versus Espanyol. And you know I'm coming to you first, uh, Pavlos, because I want to hear it. Valencia, plus 135 against Espanyol at plus 195. Who do you trust here? Draw, plus 245. I, I'm not going to go any further. It's a draw because I cannot tell you because we know that the away side like to go 1-0 down. Then they come back and then they just mess about for a bit. Valencia are so feeling sorry for themselves. I couldn't back them to win. And yet, they go and beat Real Madrid uh, two games ago. Pavlos? Yeah, I'm not... You know, Espanyol, they 
they showed some really, you know, some really true grit in their 3-3 draw against Atletico Madrid while being 3-0 down. Uh, they came back, they clawed themselves back into that match and, uh, of course, came through a penalty. Um, it, it needed a penalty. So, uh, it was uh, just a really good performance by Espanyol. But again, it happened in the second half. In the first half, they were 2-0 down. They were just tragic, like they are always. And uh, in the second half, you know, I forgot last week to bet on this same prop. You know, um, more goals in the second half. There were two goals in the first half, four goals in the second half. So this Espanyol side is showing some signs of life lately. They're scoring, both scoring and conceding. Uh, I think they're leading the, um, the La Liga in both teams to score. Valencia, a lot of matches with both teams to score lately. Uh, the history has a lot of matches with both teams to score. I think four of last five. So, yeah, uh, I... I think this match starts at 1-1 and goes upwards. Um, I found good good odds at both teams to score, and not great. It's at minus, I think, 135 or something like that. Uh, I think that's it. That's that's the right way to go. Anything, you know, over that uh, just complicates things. I wouldn't be surprised by a goal first because Espanyol tend to do that. And uh, Valencia, you know, they're not Valencia of the first half of the season where they were like 1-0, 1-1, uh, you know, 1-0 loss, 1-0 win, 1-1 draw. Uh, they're opening up lately um, because, of course, they need the points. So, but yeah, again, I'm not they can't sure. afford to drop the points. Yeah, neither can. I, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if Espanyol came here and won, to be honest. Wow. Uh, just, just to put, you know, just to put some extra uh, spice on this uh, relegation battle. So, uh, yeah, I think both of them score. Maybe you can pair it with the over two and a half goals uh, if you don't like the minus 135. But I think both of them score is just a a lock in this uh, situation. Well, I actually I actually went that way, uh, Roman. I went with uh, both teams to score, OK. But uh, I started this game at 1-1. And the more I looked at it, I stayed at 1-1. Yeah, I kind of feel that's a very likely outcome in this one. Uh, to me, it does feel like a draw um, because we've just seen how Valencia have complicated their lives here uh, against Mallorca. They had the opportunity of practically saying goodbye to relegation, but now they're right back into this battle, you know. And it's true that they're playing at home with a home ad, uh, fan advantage. Although it has to be said that one of the stands is going to be completely closed because of the racist episode that took place in the last game against uh, Vinicius. So there's going to be a part of the, of the stadium where there won't be any fans. But aside from that, I mean, they're still playing at home after all. Uh, but it's true that um, Espanyol, you know, they're, they're kind of holding on. They're probably even a bit more desperate than Valencia at this stage. Two games left. They they have to win this game. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know if they'll have enough to do so. I mean, Valencia aren't an easy team to beat at their, in their stadium. And uh, in the end, I kind of feel like it's going to be a draw. I do expect at least a goal, as you said, at least a 1-1, maybe even a 2-2. But uh, for me, a draw is a very likely outcome. Yeah, it's just the way they match up. Valencia, I think, will win the corner battle, and that's backed up by Danny in the um, in the chat because Valencia twelve three and three for their uh, basically their eighteen home games. Uh, Espanyol one four and thirteen. I think Espanyol sit back. I think that maybe do what Espanyol do, and they go one nil behind in the first half. Come out second half, they get their equaliser, and they'll see that maybe what happens in other games that they will basically I don't know at home last game of the season I've got listen when you look at these prices and you look at these selections we're all on the same page and that very very rarely happens let's have a little look at the official picks both teams to score minus 135 I've gone correct score 
one one plus five fifty, and you have gone draw plus two forty five. We don't talk to each other, normally not because we don't like each other. That's a different <laughs> subject altogether. But if everything tells you it's a one one draw. I mean, obviously you've got the nil nil and you've got the Desmond on your side. And you've definitely got a bigger, or someone goes and gets the Alex Classic, uh, Pavlos. But that there is like 7.95 and another. That's like 8.6 units of profit just on that one game if we can pick up the 1-1. One, one. OK, time for a Q&A and why you decide what you want to type. I'd like to ask you to subscribe and also ring the bell. Uh, and you'll never miss any content again. We've got Europa League coming up and we've got so many lines on the Europa League. Then the Champions League because we're going to have corners, first half bets, cards, a method of victory, any time scorer. The list will be endless. And remember, there's only one game. So we will go in depth. And if you like your props and your odds, then please type in betustv.com forward slash odds. And if you want a $50 free bet, then it's betustv.com forward slash 50. Uh, Dan, you got anything you want to say, seeing as you've uh, you've been my little assistant uh, all go? Let's have a little look. Uh, draw makes Espanol go down. Exactly. Sevilla versus Madrid. Roman, do you care? Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that's it, isn't it? I only asked if you cared. I didn't, I didn't ask you how you think the gay goes. I mean, it's not that I don't care, but all, uh, although I must take the first answer that came out of your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> which was I don't care. But the fact is that, uh, of course, Sevilla have that uh, Europa League final, and I think that's just going to be the only thing on their minds right now. Because if we, as we know, they've already said themselves, it's true that there is that chance of making it to Conference League. But if you win the Europa League, you make it to Europe anyway. So I mean, uh, I think the focus is 100% on that. So I, I would expect massive rotations for the game against Real Madrid. And honestly, it was too risky to bet on the Sevilla side. But then again, Real Madrid could come out with a terrible performance and and come out with a draw or something like that. So. Uh, giving all the doubts, I decided to let it go. OK, let's have a little look at the uh, best bets. Week 37, one week to go. So this is the week we get our 20 units. Pavlos, Hatafe, uh, double chance and under two and a half at minus 105. First half, Girona team total over 0.5. So Girona just to score in the first half is at plus 110. And Valencia Espanol, both teams to score at minus 135. Roman has gone Antoine Griezmann to score at any time at plus 175 in the Atletico Sociedad game. Barcelona and both teams to score plus 190. Come on, Robert Lewandowski, uh, because obviously I've got you at plus 225 to be the top scorer. Hetafe money line minus 115. Valencia Espanol draw plus 245. Atletico Nil plus 250. Villarreal win to nil plus 320. And Valencia Espanol correct score 1-1 one, one, plus 550. I've just realised that if I get three out of three this week, I will be positive next week when we uh, join. Uh, and Alexandru saying flash get Boston to win. The problem is it's minus nine. So if you are an NBA fan, enjoy game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. And remember, I keep saying it, but make sure you go over to BetUSTV and watch all the NBA shows and MLB because in a few weeks we're going to have a bit of a rest. But the sport just does not stop. So from Pavlos, from Roman, from everyone in the chat, and thanks, Dan, for for working hard with me. Um, We're off now to uh, maybe make some more money. We'll see you tomorrow for the Bundesliga, the last show for Bundesliga. So that means Alex and Kevin will be with us. 
And what a weekend it is. Is it Dortmund or is it Munich? You take care.